Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're an industry pro, you're building, or you're buying, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live today from the LP Studios here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in today. Today's topic, how interest rate hikes have affected the Wisconsin housing market. All right, everybody, we have some data finally that we can analyze here uh, in 2022. And it's pretty interesting. So if you if you like hearing numbers and, and learning um, how, how changing and twisting a couple dials uh, nationally with the Fed and our government can uh, drastically uh, affect our economy, I think this is going to be a pretty good example of that. And this year, especially because we've seen just such a dramatic change in the mortgage interest rate from the Fed. And, you know, let's take a step back before I go into some of the data here. And I've got, uh, I spent quite a bit of time doing this, quite honestly. I went through the multiple listing service and uh, studied each quarter, just so you know how I'm going to do this. I studied each quarter, uh, the data. And then what I did is I looked at, you know, list price, sale price, I looked at you know whether it was uh, the average for that quarter was over or under the, the original list price. I checked the days on the market, price per square foot for sold homes, uh, and even the number of units sold, just so we could have kind of an idea of the velocity or lack thereof at certain times in the market. And then I also kind of compared it against wherever the the average um, 30-year fixed rate was for that month. So um, I even charted this out and made some graphs. So it's pretty interesting. And then I took and looked at it statewide. So I've got a lot of data and I'm going to try and parse it down into hopefully some understandable segments for you so you can see what what has happened here and how quickly things have changed. But um, the other thing I want to point out is I want you guys to think back to the beginning of the year. So just to give you and paint you the picture... In January of 2022, the average 30-year interest rate was 3.22%. It's a pretty, pretty amazingly low rate. Okay, so you have that. There were all these stories out there of people writing offers and, and selling, listing their house and getting you know, 15, 20 offers and most of them over asking and accelerator clauses and people writing without contingencies and people, you know, some of them even buying homes without looking at them. And then you had corporations coming in and buying homes sight unseen uh, and then turning around and renting them. All sorts of crazy stuff going on because the rates were so cheap. Money was so cheap and people are buying in real estate. And of course, the pricing was was going up dramatically. So we just had a lot of unusual business that that's abnormal. Uh, it, it was it was almost too much volume. And then of course you had what I say was the pandemic induced buying, right? Everybody kind of buckled down for a while the year before and bought homes and invested in their homes because they were stuck in them in 2020. And um, a lot of them had disposable income because they didn't go to sporting events and concerts and movie theaters. And so um, some money started to pile up in their bank accounts and they 
put that into um, you know their homes, and then they leverage some of that down payment into uh, higher higher mortgages, um, uh, higher mortgage amounts um, because the rates were so cheap. So they're taking the cheap money and plowing it into the building and the real estate economy. That was the mentality then. <laughs> the mentality now is is very very different. Because in 2022, we've seen the highest rate increase ever uh, over this period of time by the Fed. Now, they have dramatically raised rates uh, back in 1981. They did this um, and raised rates, but not even at this clip, at this, this speed that we're seeing in 2022. So, I mean, as it stands right now, like I said, January 2022, the average 30-year fixed rate was 322 as of today, uh, in December here, it's 6.5%. So basically double. You know, We've doubled the interest rate. And it's been higher. Um, in fact, we peaked out in November at slightly over 7.08%. And it's come down slightly. Okay, so what has that done to real estate sales? Let's talk first about... Uh, Waukesha County. This is where I work out of Waukesha County, Wisconsin. For those of you listening, we have people listening to this podcast, by the way, not only all over the country here in the United States, but I found out uh, just a couple days ago that over 60 different countries, there's somebody listening to this podcast, which is is mind blowing. So thank you to everybody. Uh, I don't know enough other languages to thank you in all the different languages, but thank you. Thank you for tuning in and supporting this program. And, uh, I appreciate the fact that you guys keep tuning in and listening. Uh, our listenership grew 151% just in the past year. So that's uh, amazing. And thank you all for the kind support. All right. So talk about Q1 in Waukesha County. Average list price of a home was $320,000 and some change. We're just going to kind of round these numbers down because no one cares about the exact dollar amount here. Okay. Average list price was $320,000 in Q1. But the average sold price was $331,000. So people were paying $11,000 over asking price on average in that first quarter. They were spending almost 3%, 3.2% more than the asking price of the home. The days on the market, the average days on the market was only 17. That's really low. Normally it's like 45. The average price per square foot, this again is Waukesha County, was $187 per square foot. And we sold 124 homes in Waukesha County. So not a huge number, but it's, you know, uh, you'll see that it, it goes up. Q1 was not the top of the mountain by any means. Q2, based on this data, was. And again, in Q2, the rates were starting to go up. So just to kind of give you an idea, um, you know, we had... 3.22% in January, February had 3.69%, and in March we were at 3.76%. So the rates were starting to climb up, but they had only moved uh, about a half a percent uh, over three months. So nothing really noticeable, nothing really alarming at that point. In Q2, and a lot of times, by the way, uh, anecdotally, when the rates go up the first time, it actually spurs more business because people are like, oh shoot, I missed out. Uh, I don't want this thing to go any higher, and then they jump in. So actually, sometimes the first rate increase actually puts more people into the market. It's it's kind of reverse psychology, but it's the FOMO effect. 
And FOMO means fear of missing out. Just so you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, Q2, the average list price jumps all the way up to almost $360,000. It was three fifty nine five. okay? So your average list price there is um, almost $39,000 higher. Quarter over quarter, that's a ridiculous increase. The average sold price went up to three seventy eight nine. That was $47,000 increase over one quarter. These numbers were just ridiculous. They're unsustainable. Now, the percentage uh, was, was a little less as far as what people paid for over, but people just started jacking the price of their house up and throwing it on the market and seeing what was happening. The days on the market plummeted even further to 11. 11 days on the market. That's a ridiculous number. And the price per square foot hopped up to 195 per square feet. So that went up pretty much. And 308 units sold in Q2. So we're talking, you know, March uh, through June here. And what happened with interest rates? Well, interest rates at that point started to, to shoot up. Okay. Um, actually, I should say that it should be April through uh, June here. Sorry, I, I got my months wrong here. But so April, we're at 4.7% for the interest rate, 5.3 in May, 5.78 in June. Uh, June was the big increase, the, the 0.75 basis increase. I remember that vividly because that came out the morning I was walking uh, through the halls of the U.S. Capitol uh, meeting with our legislators and that information came out and it created just an absolute pall over uh, our industry and uh, it was very alarming. Now you might say, well, look, the rates went up in Q2. Uh, you know, they went up almost a whole percent. If you go you know, April over February, it went up almost a whole percent. Why is the housing market doing even better? Well, you have to understand something with housing data. Housing data is always about three months behind because you don't know the second somebody puts an offer in on a house, that data isn't collected. The data only exists and gets collected when the house is sold. Okay, and typically when somebody buys a house, they don't close on the house the same day. It never happens. So you got to get title. You have to do financing. In fact, sometimes it takes sixty to ninety days. Um, sometimes even longer if it's a complicated purchase. So there's going to be built into this a three to four month lag in the data. So anyway, as I mentioned, Q two was the pinnacle of the housing market. Q three. Look at this. The average list price dropped. Went down to $344,669. Dropped $15,000 over one quarter. The average sold price also dropped down. It went down to $348,782. So it went down $30,000. So that little spike in Q2 uh, was more of an aberration than anything. It, it jacked up really fast and it flattened down almost as quickly. Now, people were still, on average, paying a little bit over. But remember, there is a lag in data. So it was about 1.2% over asking price on average that people were paying for these homes. But again, these were offers that were written in Q2 and closed in Q3. Keep that in mind. Days on the market actually jumped back up to 19 days on the market. Still very low, but 
Um, definitely um, a, a jump up there. Price per square foot dropped down to 181, actually lower than even Q1. And we saw a reduction in the number of units sold uh, to 232 versus 308. So, um, you know, we saw about a third less sales in quarter over quarter, which is pretty dramatic. Now, Q4, we don't have all the data yet. We're into December and we don't have all of December's data. But this is starting to get really telling. Average list price has now dropped to 326, 753. So you've got, um, what is that, four, eight, uh, $18,000 drop again. Um, 15000 the quarter before, $18,000 drop this quarter just in the list price. And the sole price uh, average for this county is $327,000 down from almost 350000 In fact, the average sold price now in Q4 is less than it was in Q1. So we're definitely seeing some sharp declines. We are now start, starting to see the effects of these interest rates on our data. And while people did still spend slightly over on average for homes, it was not even a half a percent. So that the over asking price is pretty much uh, after this quarter, not going to be uh, much of a factor anymore. Days on the market spiked to 29 days on the market. Now we're getting back to more of a normal pace for sales. Uh, now the price per square foot did go up slightly. Um, so I think there was the shock and awe in Q3 and Q4. Everything's kind of starting to reset to um, more normal. So again, let's look at these interest rates in Q3. And Q4. So Q3, like I said, was the really big first Fed increase. We were up to 5.78 in June. Uh, they over over um, estimated the rate increase initially, so we did see some softening in July um, to 5.51, and, and early into August to 5.22, average 30-year fixed. But then they kept hitting us with more rate increases, so it went up to 5.89 percent in September, 6.6. 6% in October, 7.08% in November, youch. And then it softened a little bit here early in December. Um, we're supposed to be getting another Fed decision fairly soon. I've been told expect only a half percent increase um, and then maybe either none or a, a quarter percent increase in January. And then maybe that's the end of this. So uh, if the Fed wanted to screech uh, the housing market, um, uh, and put the brakes on it. They certainly did. Um, I think there was some false expectations by the Fed, to be honest with you, uh, that they thought they could do this and it would just shut things down almost instantly. But I don't think, uh, unfortunately, and and, and uh, this might sound insulting, but I think it's very true. I don't think they understand that there's a four-month lag in the data. They don't get that. Um, now, it, it did certainly jolt consumers' minds, but sales that are already happening are going to happen for a number of reasons. You know, if you've already committed to a purchase, you've signed a contract, you might have already locked your rate. Well, it doesn't affect you anymore. You've already got your rate figured out. You're going to move forward with it. You've already signed a contract. You've put money down. You may not want to risk the money you put down. And again, you've got this lag in data. And additionally, maybe they sold their house already. They got to find somewhere to live. If you sold your house for over asking price, um, you sort of have this 
halo effect for a while where you're like, hey, I'm doing really good. You know, you, you got your feet up on the desk with a cigar in your mouth and you're, 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 you're counting your cash, right? Um, so you're, you're willing to, to go forward even though maybe signals out there are not as positive. So it has taken a while. And when you put these two graphs one over the other, and what I did is I put the average list price and sold price for the whole year, and then I put that over the interest rate average for the year. And what you see is, you know, in Q2, again, we saw the spike in the, the pricing of the homes, but we also saw the spike in the interest rate. And then the subsequent quarters, the sales and the pricing just dropped off like a cliff, and yet the interest rates keep rising. So we had this sort of intersection where um, you know, it's really high um, and then uh, for the home sales and then it just completely sharply dropped off in Q3 and Q4. Meanwhile, the interest rates just continue to, to sh- you know, shoot up at uh, an alarming rate uh, like you're climbing a mountain. So you can see as you plot these next to each other, there's a complete and direct correlation. And, um, you know, if you were to shift everything over one quarter because of the delay in the, delay, the data, it would be even more obvious. Okay, I'm going to blast through this really quickly because I don't want this to be a super long podcast, but I'm going to throw some numbers out to you now statewide here for Wisconsin as well. All right, so uh, just a couple quick things. Q1 for all of Wisconsin, the average list price was almost $297,000 and the average sale price was $298,000 in Q1 with about 37 days on the market. Again, um, very similar to the Waukesha County data, in Q2, we saw a massive increase in the number of transactions, almost 6,000 more transactions in that quarter. The average list price went up almost $27,000, and the average sale, sole price went up thirty-eight, uh, thirty-six. I'm sorry, $36,000 to $334,000 for the average sole price. So again, Q2 statewide was the pinnacle of the housing market. That was the absolute peak. And we had only 22 days on the market uh, statewide for homes. That's pretty impressive when you consider statewide. That includes northern Wisconsin where you have vacation homes. Those tend to be slower to sell. You have a lot of very rural areas included in that data, which just generally take longer to sell. So 22 days on the market statewide when we have a lot of rural counties is pretty crazy. Q3, after the rate increases started to hit, the the list price was still higher than the previous quarter. It went up about three grand to three twenty-seven. And the average sold price, though, already started to decline. It went down forty, uh, I'd just say four thousand dollars to three hundred thirty thousand. So, um, although it was still higher than the list price. Uh, it's it was down over the previous quarter, so it's showing the market starting to soften. And this is really again not not following the lag in the data. So again, Q4 statewide, we're looking at the average list price has now dropped to three hundred eighteen thousand. It's down about eleven k over one quarter, and um, even you know quite a bit more than that over the um, the second quarter. And the average sold price now is three hundred sixteen thousand dollars. So it's went down. Um, from the peak at three thirty down to three sixteen, so a sixteen thousand dollar average discount um, on on what people are paying to buy these homes, and the days on the market has shot up to twenty nine days on the market. Again, 
40 is more normal, so we're still not quite there yet, but um, definitely some alarming signs. And if you think um, this data is kind of dark as far as where the market's going to go, I hate to break, break this to you, but Q1 of 2023 is going to be really, really bad. It's going to be way worse because you'll have the full effect of all these big rate increases. Um, you're, you're getting to the last quarter of the year, which typically is not as strong of a quarter for home sales. And, um, you know, you got these higher interest rates uh, fully affected the market now. And you're seeing the days in the market go up. You're seeing the, the list prices go down. You're seeing the sale prices go down. Um, we're not seeing things sell for over asking. So um, the data in Q1 is going to be probably pretty awful. Uh, might even spill into Q2, depending on what they do here with interest rates and that policy. So the Fed really thinks they need to keep in raising interest rates. In my opinion, they don't need to mess with them anymore. They've done enough damage. And um, it, it's going to, the, the more they continue to raise these rates, the more damage they're going to do to this market. Um, so it's interesting. But what I will tell you, and I'll leave you with this as a positive, typically the best time to buy is when no one else is buying. So if you are thinking of getting the housing market and maybe you are dissuaded by the higher interest rates, you're going to get a good deal right now. You're going to get a great deal and you're going to be able to pick from a variety of homes. You're going to be able to negotiate on it on your terms. And yes, you will pay a little bit higher interest rate but you have to remember the house is permanent and the interest rate is transitory. There are hundreds of banks around every state and thousands of banks around the United States and probably millions around the world, right? Almost every single one of them would love to have your mortgage. And as soon as the rates go down, they would be willing to renegotiate and refinance your home. So the popular saying Marry the home and date the rate is so true here. Um, so if you are possibly thinking of buying a home, boy, I'll tell you what, the next three to six months are going to be wonderful opportunities for you to buy a home because you're going to be able to get a lower price. Yes, you'll have to pay a little higher interest rate, but guess what? That rate isn't going to be permanent. It might only last for a couple months. It might start to go down. You can start to refinance. And you'll have the home of your dreams at a way better price. So while everyone else is going left, take the right turn. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. If you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time... I'm David Bellman, signing off.